Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, University of New Orleans play-by-play voice Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and Cumulus Radio New Orleans. With you on the eve of the first Saints training camp practice. That means we're starting to really feel football season. And, of course, as is typical, remarks before the open of camp taking place this afternoon. Head coach and GM, the latter, the same man it's been for a long time now. Mickey Loomis giving us some information as well as first-year head coach Dennis Allen. Some notes of interest folks are uh, concerned about who's healthy, considering there are enough veterans that come into camp with question marks in that area that uh, the updates given by Loomis, pretty valuable. Guys 100% cleared and ready to go, like big free agent signee at safety, Marcus May. Taysom Hill, like May, not showing up on the physically unable to perform list. So they are saying he is ready to roll as well. And the guys who are on the list, pretty good news about that, of course. How management talks about certain players who are banged up doesn't always play out as optimistically as they can appear publicly. For example, the big one, Michael Thomas. Loomis saying he doesn't expect Thomas on the pup list very long. Dennis Allen saying that Thomas should be back, quote, soon. Feel good about it. But it's been a mystery how well over a year after an ankle surgery, we're still waiting here on the former All-Pro wide receiver, but we'll see. Not a big deal if, say, he's back and ready to participate in practice, at least on a semi-regular basis, in a week or two. If that doesn't happen in the next couple weeks, then you start scratching your head a bit more. Meanwhile, Dennis Allen, following up on Taysom Hill, noted that he'll be back in his... Swiss Army Knife type role saying that Hill would provide multiple roles for us, including snaps from the quarterback position. That's no surprise because they're going to get their money 
out of Taysom Hill, and if he can't stay healthy, so be it. Why would you not use him goal line, short yardage, behind center? Not as the regular every-down quarterback. And I'll be curious to see, and we didn't see him playing, obviously, with health in question during the offseason OTAs, minicamp. You didn't see Taysom Hill back in those days of his uh, youth with the Saints. Gunner on special teams, blocker, punt team, stuff like that. But we might. Be very curious to see where he takes these multiple roles to in 2022. Can he be a matchup problem? as a catch-first tight end type, a hybrid type. Maybe he can. He's still a guy who's got the speed to be a problem in matchups with a lot of linebackers and safeties. We saw glimpses of that in the past. Maybe he still has that in him. Meanwhile, we know that the Saints are behind the scenes, even though they're playing it cool publicly, concerned about filling whatever hole may be left by a potential suspension for running back Alvin Kamara. You know, I don't think the move they made today is terribly exciting, and I think it's a little odd how the Saints have handled things as far as not looking for Somebody at least in the same ballpark skill set wise as Kamara to be able to fill in for him if, say, he were to face a six game suspension, as some have speculated. Instead, the rest of the roster look like a bunch of running backs who could play every down. But if anything, they don't provide much of a threat in the receiving game, which is part of what makes Kamara such a dynamic every down back. Mark Ingram back in the fold. Dwayne Washington, who's more of a special teamer, will have to battle for that roster spot as an emergency back. And then to go along with a really good, I think, undrafted free agent signing in Abram Smith, the returning Tony Jones in a different sort of way, Devonta Zigbo coming back, former Saints training camp hand to was elsewhere, including Jacksonville. Now it's Malcolm Brown signed today, the team announcing. Well, amongst three signings and another one along with Brown of particular interest we'll get to in a moment, but Brown is a perfectly average NFL running back. Nobody to get excited about, but he has filled in in other places, product of University of Texas. 29 years old, 5'11", 225. Probably remembered best for his time with the Rams, although last year played with Miami. He's a four yards a carry running back. He can catch the ball, but not a dangerous threat there. He's just a solid, certainly not spectacular NFL veteran. Nothing to get excited about. And yet, if you lose Kamara, you're going to have a significant drop-off and the excitement level brought by the running back spot, the threat level 
of that position on this football team, regardless of who they fill in at this point, barring the unforeseen? Do they trade for somebody who has a different skill set? Would not surprise me at all if that happened between now and the start of the regular season. Whether anything is announced about Kamara or not, of course, he's got an August 1st court date dealing with that incident in Las Vegas during Pro Bowl weekend. That's the problem here. That could take him off the field or that case. And my feeling on that, because the NFL tends to wait until all of these issues play out, it would not be a shock if this thing were left to the next season as far as the suspension goes, just with the amount of time it might take for this case to be addressed in Nevada, both from a civil and, of course, the main part right now, criminal standpoint. But if it isn't, we'll see what the Saints decide after seeing the rest of these running backs in training camp. Maybe Tony Jones Jr. is better than what he looked last year and was playing hurt. We've heard that was a bit more impressive in training camp. Maybe Mark Ingram has enough gas left in the tank that you're like, hey, if we have to turn it over to him for a significant stretch of the season. Now wearing number five, by the way. He was 14 when he came over from the Texans in a trade. That number being given to Andy Dalton because the first-year Saints backup quarterback, that's his number. They made a deal. So Mark Ingram wearing number five. Remember the running back? that always wanted to wear number five when he was with the Saints, but couldn't because of NFL rules. Saints Hall of Famer Reggie Bush. Now we'll get to see a very different style of back in Ingram wearing that number. Should be slimming for Mark, right? But it's going to be an interesting competition. Who looks good in camp and why? Still the guy with the most upside appears to be the youngest, Abram Smith. But he's also the least experienced at the position by far coming out of Baylor. One full year as a starter. Really hardly played other than that. Emerged in his final year. But that means less tread on the tires. So that could be a good thing. Could be a very good thing. But something to watch. And obviously even though Michael Thomas is an ongoing question mark. A lot more talent at the position You still want Thomas to get out there in time to develop more chemistry with starter Jameis Winston. That won't be a problem, fingers crossed, for guys like rookie Chris Olave and Jarvis Landry. They just need to stay healthy. They're going to get the reps they need. And if need be, they'll be prepared to be starters pending the status of can't guard Mike. Meanwhile, you feel a lot stronger about things on defense, but another area of concern on the offensive side, overall depth on the O-line. We mentioned the Saints announced the signing of three players, including Malcolm Brown today. Another, Nick Martin, interior offensive lineman, experienced center, and a former second-round pick. This is good news. By the way, he's the brother of Zach Martin, the stud guard from the Cowboys. See, what Nick Martin brings to the table, Notre Dame product has started many games at center. And that was something we talked about during the offseason is looking at the Saints depth chart 
who was going to be their backup center? I assume Calvin Throckmorton, who was developed into a versatile type as an undrafted free agent, could still wind up being the de facto backup center. And we know that Cesar Ruiz, who's still a huge question mark as a former first-round pick starting at right guard, would probably best be served as a full-time center, which he was most of his college career. But they don't necessarily want to have to move him over as they've done before in season and games. If Martin still has gas left in the tank, which you question in his case because he's available right now, you don't have to worry about that. But there's a lot to like, including the fact that he's been very successful in zone blocking schemes, even though the Saints are going to be more versatile this year, we're hearing. Still, the movement from the center position is important. Martin has shown that in the past. Got seven years of NFL experience. Hopefully, he can do that again. At the very least, provide stiff competition if the Saints aren't comfortable with a Throckmorton slash Ruiz combo as the backups there. It does help straighten things out a little bit. and This won't be the last, if necessary, of the moves the Saints are going to be willing to make as far as signing available free agents and maybe even wheeling and dealing between now and the start of the regular season or even after, like we saw last year with the Mark Ingram acquisition. Otherwise, defense looking pretty strong. By the way, the third signing, Scott Patchen, a defensive lineman, more of a defensive end at 6'4", 251. I think the height-weight combo tells you a lot of that. Undrafted guy, just another potential body in camp. And other news from the Saints saying that Tyran Matthew, as everybody is excited to see, another home Town guy getting his opportunity to play in the black and gold for the first time. We saw him back in many camp and a little bit of OTAs, but because of a personal family matter, as the Saints put it, he's excused from the beginning of training camp. But that's obviously not a big deal. And the quicker he's able to get out there and establish chemistry with Marcus May and the coaches to be able to evaluate May and Matthew together to know how they best want to use them. Uh, Obviously, they have significant ideas already. There's a plan there. But in replacing Marcus Williams and the retired Malcolm Jenkins, these guys don't fit hand and glove together in the same way in the true roles that we saw from that combo in the past couple of years. The textbook free safety and Williams and what Malcolm Jenkins settled into late in his career, kind of your solid, traditional, strong safety, but with a little bit more coverage ability and a little less thump than the old-school style. Think Roman Harper, for example. So important that those two in particular get a lot of snaps together. Pretty safe to say. But the Saints are ready to rock and roll, and you hope they stay healthy, and you hope that they can move forward with a little bit better luck than we saw last year. But as Ed Daniels wrote for Crescent City Sports, article you can check out right now on the front page, the unexpected is coming, crises, as Ed put it. 
something bad is going to happen right around the corner and how Allen and his staff handle it will help determine how good this team can be. But let's remember again, even though there is a significantly wide variance, I think, with this Saints team about how good they can be, as Ed puts it, clearly the second best team in the division going in to training camp at this point. A team that had a lot of misfortune last year and still went 9-8, and eight, despite it all. The injury to Winston. Not having Michael Thomas. So much more, as Ed details. And diehard Saints fans already know really well. But that was Sean Payton handling that. Even though we know now from reports that we've heard since he left the position... Peyton's had a wandering eye for quite some time now and never took his focus away from the job at hand. And for the Saints to be 9-8, and eight, almost make the playoffs, despite it all last season, starting with the Hurricane, right, displacing them during training camp and the preseason in August, all the way through four different quarterbacks, you name it, just as many kickers, that was a problem. Heck of a job by Peyton. That's why Saints are going to be compensated pretty well when he's a head coach next year in the NFL. Can you find Vegas odds on that? If you can, bet yes to Sean Payton as a head coach in the NFL next year. But he earned his money, and he earned that value. And it's up to Dennis Allen, who didn't earn that head coaching value when he was with the dysfunctional Raiders at the time. Older, wiser, far better situation. I think he'll be fine with handling what comes his way. He comes across as somebody who brings maybe even more of an even-keel attitude to the day-to-day than Peyton, although you don't really know how he is behind the scenes, behind closed doors. But there was a certain intensity to Peyton. That maybe Allen doesn't have, and maybe it's not necessary in that sense. That chip-on-the-shoulder type intensity, right? Although, when the Saints hear how people predict their season is going to go, you hope that it's the players, and that's where the best leadership comes as far as overall motivation. Get disgusted. When more often than not, they're hearing people say, oh, in the end, this team's average at best. That starts with a guy like Jameis Winston, who, hey, this is it. I know he signed a multi-year contract here to return, but if he doesn't get the job done this year as a good NFL starting quarterback, it's going to be the last chance he gets other than being maybe a backup somewhere dealing with injury. It is what it is. He knows it. A more mature version of Winston that we've seen in the past has been here with the Saints so far. Hopefully we see more of that and more of Winston than the seven games we got last year. lot to watch. Going to be fun. But the bright side, like I say, going into training camp every year, there's more concern about injury than there is about competition for spots. Both are important. Avoiding the first and having as much good competition as possible, which speaks to a strong roster, 
as the second part. But the Saints, we know, have a strong roster. Not a perfect one, but still very strong. And they just need to stay healthy and roll it out there. There will be bright spots that emerge in the next few weeks. You hope they emerge without it being a necessity because guys become unavailable. And for folks like Michael Thomas, boy, they can swing the season. Add that weapon back to the offense, it brightens. Winston's future, it brightens the entire team's hopes for 2022. 504-260-1061, the number. That's 504-260-1061. All access coming at you on this training camp eve for the New Orleans Saints. We'll get into a little bit more on the sports scene in a moment when we return on All Access. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call SelectQuote at 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1-800-743-8080. That's 1-800-743-8080. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22-13578. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Since 1935, the Allstate Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. 
Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Ray Maliazzi here. The tear in my driver's seat does have sentimental value since my butt's molded to fit it. But I'm ready for a new one from eBay Motors with all the right parts at the right prices. 122 million of them. Till then, I'll just scooch. eBay Motors, let's ride. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. Training camp begins tomorrow for the New Orleans Saints with high anticipation for the new coach in Dennis Allen. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot has made proposals to the Chicago Bears to renovate Soldier Field into a dome stadium. The Bears recently signed a deal to purchase the Arlington Racetrack property in Arlington Heights with their eye on building a new stadium in that suburb. Pitcher Will Tynes is transferring from Southern Miss to Tulane. Tynes is a former star at Airline High in Bossier City. NCAA track and field champion Aliyah Armstrong selected as the All-State Sugar Bowl's James J. Corbett Award winner as the top female amateur athlete in the state. Armstrong will be honored at the annual Greater New Orleans Awards Committee banquet this coming Saturday night, sponsored by the All-State Sugar Bowl. And in NBA news, the Boston Celtics are reportedly engaging the Brooklyn Nets in trade talks for Kevin Durant. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 106.1 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Back at it. And, of course, not only right here can you get your great sports information from 4 to 7 every weekday. Eric Asher for two hours and then all access in the six. It's a seven-time slot, but of course, always check out CrescentCitySports.com. Eric mentioning his podcast, a show heavily focused on the life and times of the great Pistol Pete Maravich. We've got some photos, a little video available on Crescent City Sports. If you haven't seen it already, yesterday evening at LSU's campus, a statue unveiled. It's about time, and you can say, well, you know, they didn't name the basketball arena after him. But considering they're putting statues out of other stars, including Shaq, you got to have one of the pistol out there. And now they do. Others being honored. If you have a great career, they don't forget you. Good article on Crescent City Sports about Will Clark's number 22 to be retired by the San Francisco Giants. I can safely say that in the steroid era that Will had his career cut through, he wasn't one of those guys. And the New Orleans native was a fine giant from 86 to 93, the first part of his career, and was steady Eddie and still really good after that with the Rangers, Cardinals, and others, Orioles, 15 years total, but made such a mark with the Giants that they're retiring his number. That's pretty cool. He was a leader. And he didn't change who he was or how he played when a lot of people did cave into the pressure. Got to hit more bombs. It's so important. Right. Didn't have to. Didn't have to 
forego your integrity for a few more stats necessarily when you're already making good money. So you give a lot of credit to the guys like Will who had that mindset. At the same time, I've argued before, and I will continue, that you have to put yourself in those players' shoes to know if you'd have made the same decision when you saw so many others taking a shortcut and getting great benefits from it. But you know how we are in this society, right? We're going to judge absolutely one way or the other. Our own bias is kind of a big reason for that. It is what it is. A little oh, by the way, as we uh, continue to keep an eye on, because I've liked to talk about it since the USC-UCLA decision to move to the Big Ten when they're able to in three years and how precarious the situation is now for the pack now 10 again as a result. Insider for Arizona, who covers Arizona on a regular basis, University of, leaking that essentially during this 30-day window that'll be up next week of exclusive negotiating time between ESPN and the Pac-12, the offer on the table on average for a new contract for each school Less than $25 million per school per year. And when you look at the big picture, that's brutal. That's a death blow if that's all that that league can come up with. So keep an eye out as soon as I think next week. Because once that window is closed, and if you believe the reports that Fox really doesn't have any interest now, It's hard to imagine any help from other streaming entities or part-time broadcasting options like CBS and NBC who don't have multiple sports channels for which to fill out programming as part of their vision. And you know, by the way, don't forget, the Pac-12 has a dead-in-the-water disaster of a TV network that they're either going to have to fold or they would be much better off if an ESPN or Fox would absorb it and be able to use it for extra programming, particularly ESPN because of their huge ESPN Plus model, which, by the way, if you subscribe to that, it's going up in price starting this upcoming month. I think, what, $4 more a month? So a significant price increase, in case you hadn't heard. So, you know, if ESPN is not that interested in that league to really really up the ante enough to keep it going, watch for the Big 12. Watch for news that schools like aforementioned Arizona, along with Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, even the two best quote-unquote brands in the remaining Pac-10, that being Oregon and Washington, They could all wind up joining the Big 12, which was thought to be on life support last year, but they did a much better job of not being snooty and adding the right other schools and stabilizing themselves, and they may be the survivor out of those two as a result. But again, that'll be something we might have a lot to talk about as soon as next week. How does that affect 
anybody locally. We'll say it again. It doesn't affect what's going on with LSU and the SEC. One of the two big boys with the Big Ten. They're fine. Tulane and what's going to be a reconstituted somewhat American Athletic Conference in part because the Big 12 grabbed Houston, Central Florida, and Cincinnati from their league. That's that's a blow, but they've added other schools moving forward. I, I don't love it, but if anything, it may open the door for Tulane to be more successful in football and basketball. Stay tuned. And then the stability that the Raging Cajuns and Warhawks, the UL2, right? <laughs> They're, they're fine in a strong sunbelt that, by the way, their media days started today and tomorrow the big chunk of it coming up involving all the coaches with players from different schools that have local interest. I say it's a bigger chunk as far as our local ties to it because you'll hear from ULM, Louisiana Lafayette, and one of the four conference members from right down the road, so to speak. Southern Miss now in the league. It's a stable and now big 16-team conference. The only one that's hurting is, you know, in these moving chairs over the last 12 months or so, Conference USA, what's their future going to look like? That's a big deal for Louisiana Tech, which used to, Hold up its nose at the Sun Belt for a long time. A league they used to be a part of, right? But they didn't want to go back there. Now, if they were being honest, they would like to be in the Sun Belt. They could be in a dangerous sort of limbo moving forward. And they have a new head coach in football after a bad season. They need to really win there. For those schools that are wondering about their futures and where no matter what level they're really competing to be a part of. Those who still former Power 5 schools who, you know, want to be relevant in whatever winds up happening, how these leagues solidify in the next, say, 10 to 12 years, college football playoff eligibility, when that expands to, you know, the next level of what is FBS and still feeling like you have a seat at the table to be able to recruit, put together good teams, and be relevant for something. You better win. Because even if you've had a good brand, a super brand, until you're in a much more stable position, you can't assume. And there's one school that I bring up at the highest level. When we know it's all about football... What school not in the current or now established future plans of the SEC and the Big Ten? What school not in that number has had more success in the last decade on the gridiron than Clemson? And it's a valid argument. They have a good brand. They've drawn good TV ratings. They're certainly committed to being a football power. And it's not just, I mean, hardly about the fact that they just came off a surprising down year last year. It's more the fact of what happens if Dabo Swinney isn't their coach in five years? 
What happens if Nick Saban decides to retire and it's when he wants to go back to his alma mater, Alabama, and they want him? Who knows? The point is, we know that because Clemson's in the ACC, they are stuck in a grant of rights deal. That means they could be there for easily a decade. Easily. Maybe things change and they can get out sooner, but if they're stuck for a long time and they take a downturn in football to be much more what they were like for the couple decades or so before what Swinney was able to accomplish there, they look like a rock-solid brand who will be okay in the end right now, but in 2030, if they're still stuck in an ACC, we might not be singing the same tune. They're just a small college in the state of South Carolina, after all. They're not a great fit for what traditionally the Big Ten would look for. They're a much better fit for the SEC, but we know that league already has the University of South Carolina. Why would they need to double up in a smaller state? Especially if the Big Ten doesn't show real interest in Clemson and you're fighting an arms race with them. Just something to think about. And if they could potentially be in danger just a few years down the road, who else is going to feel safe? That's why I think it's far more intriguing, even though it's disgusting, because, yes, the traditional steady nature of college football is changing because of TV money, and it's not a great thing. It's still wildly intriguing. Talk about high stress for those involved that work for those schools. 504-260-1061, 504-260-1061, the number. That's 504-260-1061. Jude Young with you. Till the top of the hour, back in a moment on All Access. I absolutely love my dog, but the constant shedding, not so much. But then I got a Swiffer Sweeper pet kit, and it is amazing. These super thick cloths pick up a crazy amount of hair. Just look at all that. And that was from just one swipe. And the best part? Sweeper's so much easier to maneuver than a broom or a vacuum, easily getting around chairs and under the couch. You're right. Now I can focus on you, not your shedding. Swiffer Sweeper Pet Kit. Because shed happens. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So yeah, I used the savings from switching to Progressive 50 years ago to finally buy my dream car. It's a self-driving flying car, but we just say self-flying now. You know, because it's the future, and cars fly in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors, let's ride. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, 
like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. If summer is heating up your hiring needs, then you need Indeed. Their all-in-one hiring solution makes it easy to attract, interview, and hire candidates all in one place. Sponsor your first job and get hiring today by visiting Indeed.com slash credit. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine and WhereYouAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. Get your tickets now for this Friday night as Kendrick Lamar performs live at the Smoothie King Center for his Big Steppers tour with special guest Baby Keen. Or for some fun theater for the entire family, catch Legally Blonde the Musical at the Jefferson Performing Arts Center taking place all weekend. Check out the newly redesigned whereyat.com community calendar that features live music listings, food happenings, and much more. Just log on to whereyat.com and click on Community Calendar to see what else is happening this weekend. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Dat is the number, and it has been used by friend of the show, Joe, from Mandeville. What you know, Joe? Yeah, boy, did you know about the UCLA thing and Gavin Newsom? Yeah, I've heard about that. What you're referring to, for the other folks who may not be following it, is the governor of California is now calling UCLA on the carpet for not letting those outside of the school in the UC system. Obviously, UC Berkeley, fellow Pac-12 member, about to be former, being the the main one there, that they were uh, talking to the Big Ten about moving on and now wants answers. Just political grandstanding, in my opinion, Joe, and I don't think it's going to change anything. Yeah, but, you know, he can be a stick in the mud about that whole deal. I mean, who is the Big Ten's going to have to go after somebody else if UCLA can't go? Because what he's saying, he's threatening that he's got to split the revenues with UC Berkeley, regardless yeah. of whether they're in the Big Ten or not. And that's a joke. And, I mean, yeah, this guy's I... a clown. I can't believe he's even stepping in his arena with them. You know, well, I mean, if you've seen if you've seen his career arc, yeah, he's a grandstanding. And boy, you know, I'm trying to be you know, nice. If it were off the air, I would be a lot more harsh about my opinions oh, yeah. on that particular guy. Oh, yeah. So it's it's, an, it, it's pitiful, and uh, the reality is both UCLA. Hey, this is California. Big shock here. Both UCLA <laughs> and Cal have major <laughs> athletic debts. I know. Right. Surprised. Heavy <laughs> debts in California. Uh, UCLA has been operating at a deficit for a while. Their facilities are substandard. They don't even own and control famous Pauley Pavilion, just for example. They don't own and control the Rose Bowl. We already know that. That's the city of Pasadena. Well, Cal's dumped a whole lot of money in their football stadium and not so much for modern upgrades, but because it's sitting right on a fault line, so they had to make it safe. 
mm-hmm. much less to make it better, just to make it safer. So dumping money into that, and they're going to be set to be a huge loser here because it doesn't sound like the Big 12 has any interest in Cal and based on their success in sports. That's not a surprise. And if they're going from making tens of millions of dollars a year off of TV plus the prestige and money made by the level of opponents they're playing now to groveling way beneath them, if you ask those folks, to the Mountain West and making, you know, what, $4 million a year <laughs> off of TV yeah. and suddenly playing Fresno State and Wyoming? Yeah, big problem for them. So, yeah, he's threatening to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul. No surprise in California. <laughs> Film at 11. There, um, there's, there's still meetings going on in Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado. And I got to tell you, Phil Knight's got to be licking his chops because Gavin's pulling that little stunt. He said, hey, we'll cut. <laughs> oh, it's a lifeline, and you know what? I I think UCLA got to make the call here. I think UCLA said, bring our partner. It's good for business. When, honestly, if the Big Ten, you know, if the commissioner, Kevin Warren, decision makers over there were hooked up to a lie detector, if it would have been a clean, we can just pick the two schools we want from out west out of your conference – when it comes to the Pac-12, they would have picked Oregon with USC. I think it was oh, yeah. USC's decision. They wanted to cut off Oregon at the knees. That's their threat out west, the Nike threat. And if something happens with UCLA and they weren't allowed to go, that the Big Ten would be like, hey, look, USC, you're kind of stuck now. We have to pick Oregon. And I don't think the Trojans would renege and stay at this point. That ship no, is sailed. No, it's a private university. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably in No, but I mean, I don't think they would say, well, if UCLA can't go, we're just going to stay too at this point. I don't think right. they would go backwards now right. since the die is cast. Uh, that would be a public relations nightmare. And honestly, it's a risk they shouldn't take. If you're guaranteed $100 plus million dollars a year from TV, leaving a league that was going to struggle with you in it to come close to half of that, I mean, that's mm-hmm. just bad and dumb business. Uh, you know who made that call on the USC? Your boy from Star Wars, George Lucas. He's the number one alumni donor to the athletic, USC athletics. That's and they not called a him and said, should we do this? And he said, yes. <laughs> it's like, He's what a pretty good businessman. Although I wouldn't, as much money as he was already worth, I wouldn't necessarily have sold my legacy out to Disney. But, you know, it must be nice to pick between billions and even more billions and not care about your legacy, right? Oh, my God, it's ridiculous. (laughs) That's another story. That's for an entertainment radio show. We just stick with the out. Hey, listen, shout out to Arch Manning real quick, and I'll hang up. Uh, Mm -hmm. he, He calls this offensive lineman in Orlando. And tells him, hey, I need a left tackle. The guy commits to Texas, and he didn't even visit the campus. So Sarkeesian said, well, wait a minute. You can come. We'll take your commitment and everything, but we're going to have to insist on you coming on the campus and kind of sign it here because I (laughs) 
right just to make sure that you do you like the people you like the atmosphere you like the <laughs> yeah totally but isn't that hey look every every good program that gets it rolling they bring in quarterbacks who bring that but, to the uh, table and the is there guy, any surprise that a manning is going to have that sort of skill and, as far as a leader somebody that people rally around want to play with and now they're talking about this guy uh, the number one running back in Florida. He's looking at Texas, too. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if Manning put in a call there. He's going to Austin this weekend for the big barbecue swimming party. It, this is legendary. Right, I've heard uh, about that. Every yeah. recruit goes to it. <laughs> and he's going, and uh, he's made it clear that he has got to recruit one more guy. He's the number one linebacker in the country, and he's out of Dallas. His name's Anthony Hill. Uh, I mean, it is Stunning and amazing what kind of results a high school senior is getting for a big-time university like that. They all want to go play for him. And I'll say this on top of that, Joe. Yeah. There's more and more scuttlebutt with what's going on, including what the Big 12 might wind up being size-wise very soon if the Pac-12 fully implodes, Mm -hmm. that – a lot of people are being told on the recruiting trail, you, t- you just talked about two prominent players in the state of Florida, that these players that are recruits now will definitely get a chance to play in the SEC in their, oh, yeah. their region's primary conference in probably multiple years. Some are saying uh, that this might be the last year that Texas and Oklahoma are not in the SEC, and it wouldn't surprise me, and we could be hearing stuff on that as soon as this upcoming month in August. Just to make it clear, Texas has the money. We're waiting on Oklahoma. And (laughs) the SEC had the gall to ask Texas, hey, why don't you put the bill for Oklahoma and y'all both come in and we'll pay you back. (laughs) He said, no, man, we're getting our ass beat by them every, every October, and you're asking us to put up money for them? No. It's like insane. <laughs> well, it's if when you're bro- you're your brother's keeper, you know, it's not a surprise right. that somebody will at least ask the question. Remember, SEC did is thinking, you know, we were kind of throwing away fifteen million dollars a year to keep you away <laughs> from the right. Pac-12 right. and gave you that network that nobody wants to watch. Surprise, right. surprise! A network uh. based on one school, nobody really wanted to. But it, see, the SEC knew what they were doing. They were making an investment in the future. And it, there's a reason why Texas is coming to the SEC and not going to the Big Ten. Oh, it, was, it wasn't even a hard decision. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it was, a, it was a joke of a decision. So everybody and their grandmother would have jumped on that, you know? Exactly right. I'll let you go. All right, Joe. Good to hear from you. And, yeah, it is the 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 amount of politicking that's gone on and relationship building starting with – Fox establishing itself a long time ago as a partner in the Big 12s, I mean the Big 10s launch of their network somewhat. I think it's been 15 years now, 14, 15 years. And then the SEC locking down the deal with ESPN that fully runs their network. And then what I just mentioned, the Longhorn Network, keeping Texas from bringing five other schools out west to joining the Pac-12, what was 10 at the time, because they didn't feel like they were going to be able to keep control of that situation from an investment standpoint, long-term planning. 
playing out really well, right? Because now both of those leagues with their big network partners are controlling college football and the main brands. With USC basically being the last main brand piece of the puzzle. No offense to what we've talked about with the ACC, the value of the brand, mind you. You may say better football program and be right if you say Clemson, overall Miami, overall Florida State. Nobody's going to argue that you're wrong. But the big brands out there left aren't that big. Yes, there will be a fight between the two mega conferences, I think, when the time comes over North Carolina and the University of Virginia to control the flagship schools of those states. And neither are in right now. But it's not as important as Texas, not as important as USC. Those have been taken care of. Those are off the table. Nothing comes close as far as the schools available outside of the big two. But still, there'll be some fighting moving forward. Just not like the big announcements we've heard the last two summers. One more segment to go on All Access. Remember tomorrow night, Ken Trey, another edition, 6 to 7. This is Jude Young with a few more minutes to go after this time out on 106.1 FM. I absolutely love my dog, but the constant shedding, not so much. But then I got a Swiffer Sweeper pet kit. And it is amazing. These super thick cloths pick up a crazy amount of hair. Just look at all that. And that was from just one swipe. And the best part? Sweeper's so much easier to maneuver than a broom or a vacuum, easily getting around chairs and under the couch. You're right. Now I can focus on you, not your shedding. Swiffer Sweeper Pet Kit. Because shed happens. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average, and those savings add up. Imagine what you could buy in the future. So, yeah, I used the savings from switching to Progressive 50 years ago to finally buy my dream car. It's a self-driving flying car, but we just say self-flying now. You know, because it's the future, and cars fly in the future. So switch to Progressive and save big, because those savings can add up in the future. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive in 2020. Potential savings will vary. This week at Macy's, get great deals on everything from back-to-school looks they'll love to home essentials to spruce up your space. Like 25% off kids' active gear from Adidas and Champion and 40% off comfy bedding basics from Charter Club. And Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up today at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. With our newest unlimited plan, everyone's welcome. Introducing Welcome Unlimited from Verizon for just $30 a line per month for four lines with auto pay plus taxes and fees. Our best priced unlimited plan ever. Did he say $30? Yep, $30 a line for the whole family. The network you want, the price you love. Switch to Verizon today. Paper-free billing required. Unlimited 5G nationwide 4G LTE. In times of congestion, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. All smartphone lines on the account must be on Welcome Unlimited and are eligible only for select promotions. Includes domestic talk, text, and data usage only. Data roaming at 2G speeds. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices eBay Motors, let's ride. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. 
I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching your kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices eBay Motors, let's ride. I wanted to know why some people who get COVID-19 get it so bad. I found out it may be because they have a high risk factor, such as heart disease, diabetes, being overweight, smoking, and asthma. Even if symptoms feel mild, these factors can increase your risk of COVID-19 turning severe. So if you're at high risk and test positive, there are things you can do, like asking your healthcare provider if an authorized oral treatment is right for you. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Jude Young on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. Wrapping it up, as we always do on this edition of the program, with a look at the CrescentCitySports.com headlines. Joe Burrow will miss practices again at Bengals training camp, second time in three years. This, not because of an injury on the field, but his appendix is being removed. So, fortunately, his heart, his great football mind, his testicular fortitude, they're all still intact, and he'll miss something between two and four weeks and be just fine for those LSU fans out there that have adopted the Bengals because of Bengal Joe and Jamar Chase and a few other Tigers and Louisiana products on that roster as well. E.J. Liddell. What, I was really excited about him. Second-round pick of the Pelicans this summer. Then knee blown out in a summer league game. Unfortunately, the forward out of Ohio State. Can't imagine he's going to factor at all at any point this year. But he has had, according to the Pels, successful knee surgery. So hopefully he's able to come back at 100%. Already an older product after several years on the college level. So you really have to establish yourself. He needs to come back healthy and ready to roll as somebody that I think could be a top-notch two-way player, a factor on both ends of the floor, really fit into a winning team. And the Pels are set to have a pretty good one, especially when we see a healthy, happy, and signed for the future Zion Williamson about to rejoin the squad. Of course, Sunbelt Media Days. Today, the East Division. Tomorrow, the West Division. We'll have coverage of that coming up tomorrow. Of course, the Sunbelt headquartered right here. So, Media Days are right here in the Crescent City. That means ULM, ULL, and USM. 
new member Southern Miss amongst those to be profiled and we'll have video interviews with coaches and players from those three schools on Crescent City Sports tomorrow along with tonight coverage of coaching changes with the Saints and how they may affect things now that training camp is starting Ross Jackson joining the Crescent City Sports team to write that will be posted in just a few minutes. Thanks to Rudy Dixon on the board. I am Jude Young saying good night till next time. Ken Trahan, six to seven, all access tomorrow night. Bye, y'all.